Welcome back to K9360. This is Jill, and I'm glad you're here. We're here on Wednesdays um, talking about dogs and dog-related things and bringing you some news or ideas or resources or strategies, stories, um, and uh, making that all a part of our community conversation on our community radio station because dogs make the community look more beautiful, right? Now I'm stealing a line from a poem. There is a poem out there called Horses Make the Landscape Look More Beautiful. So when you're ready to come down to Casium and be a programmer and talk about horses, you should steal that line and we'll, for the moment, steal it, use it a little differently and remind ourselves and each other again how much prettier the yard is, the sidewalk, the park, and a whole bunch of other cool places that we like to spend time in our community and they just look better when there's a dog there, right? Not just any dog, of course. We want the friendly, relaxed, well-behaved ones. That makes the landscape look more beautiful makes the community look more beautiful. All right, so what to say on this hot Wednesday in a very sultry week. This is surely, these are surely the days called the dog days, uh, perhaps a reference to the fact that we all want to do what dogs do on hot, hot summer, hot, humid summer days like this is... Uh, sleep and then drag our sorry carcasses around looking for another cooler, more comfortable place to sleep and wait for the temperatures to change and the dog days of summer to be behind us. Um, what I want to share with you today are some resources for uh, end of life, aging and end of life for our dogs. I think enough time has now gone by that I can share this news with you and not um, be unable to speak about it on the air or, or uh, just simply be able, unable to speak. But uh, about a month ago, a little longer, we said goodbye to a member of our household who'd been around for a slightly more than 16 years. And uh, she had been in some physical decline for some time. I commented, I think more than once, that we were kind of losing her by inches. And her various systems were aging and decompensating. Uh, her neurological system, her respiratory system, her uh, gastrointestinal system, everything was... Um, subject to the effects of aging and in only the ways that I think it can happen in dogs whose lifespans are predictably and perpetually shorter than ours. And so it can be a really hard time. Um, living with an old dog is amazing and heartbreaking all at the same time. And uh, so I wanted to share some resources with you in case you find yourself now at that juncture or uh, if you're not there now you will be because they it might be that the only thing they ever really do wrong is uh, 
leave us too soon before we're ready. But if you have many dogs over uh, your own lifetime and uh, even measure certain aspects of your lifetime within the framework of a dog's lifetime, um, living with them as they age and then making that decision to say goodbye to them is a feature of the landscape. It never gets any easier. Nobody ever looks forward to it. But it's it's a feature of the landscape and something that um, can be helpful to think about and be prepared for, knowing how devastating it's going to be, but knowing how uh, important and necessary it is for us to be able to assess and do the right things by our dogs, with our dogs, and for our dogs uh, when the time comes. Um, I'm going to dig into a book here in a second that I want to share with you, but ahead of that, if you're wondering, uh, there's a veterinarian named Alice Villalobos, Villalobos, V-I-L-L-I-A-B-O-S, I believe is how you spell that, and she developed a really, really, really helpful, useful scale assessment for determining quality of life for your dog. So if you get to a point where you're not sure, you can find Dr. Villalobos online and you can find her quality of life scale or indicator assessment tool. Um, For me, my assessment is fairly simple. Can the dog still ambulate? Can they walk around? Can they get up under their own power? Can they lay down under their own power? Can they move in and out of the house? and move around in the house in the yard. Can they eat? Are they still eating? And can they potty on their own? Um, And so that's what I was always looking for each morning for about the past 18 months whenever I'd get up and come in the kitchen and I would ask Quinn, how are we today, right? And we were great uh, not great, but good, functional, working, pain-free. Um, and I, I had had reason to suspect that she had a brain lesion. Uh, the seizures were evidence of that. And uh, in a sense, although making that difficult call for euthanasia is never easy, it was absolutely crystal clear what was going to be necessary for her. So that can be part of the struggle. Um, So keep in mind Dr. Villalobos and uh, her great information and great um, online resources for those end-of-life considerations. Um, My most often reached for resource when it comes to figuring out and assessing where we're at and how we're doing is a book by uh, Bonnie Wilcox and Chris Walkowitz called Old Dogs, Old Friends. And it's a really, really nice resource. Uh, it's a little bit older now. I'm sure there's information that you can find that is more updated with respect to disease, uh, diagnostics, prognostication, treatment. Um, uh, this is more... Mm, more about the culture of your of your home, 
uh, of your changes in lifestyle with your dogs, what they need uh, as they age. And um, copyright 1991. So it's it's been around for a while, but it's super valuable information. Everything from why our dogs are living longer to um, uh, keeping them mentally alert by teaching them things, new things, um, keeping them groomed, right? How to show respect for an old dog, um, nutrition, genetics, how to make their environment less stressful, what to ask for in terms of the veterinary care that your dog may need. Um, and a, my favorite section is uh, treating, recognizing and treating the problems and diseases of aging. And I had mentioned a minute ago that what we observed in our old dog were kind of systems that were shutting down. This chapter goes over all of those systems from um, how, how the dog's sensory system may be in decline. Their ears don't work as well. Their eyes don't work as well. Um, then it, or go, it gives you a good overview of muscles, bones, and nerves, reproductive system, hormonal imbalances, urinary tract problems. What does a stroke look like? What's the difference in a dog between a stroke and vestibular syndrome? Really important for you to know. If, you, if you're not familiar with canine vestibular, that's, that's a huge thing to know and understand if you have dogs in your household who are more than 10 years old. Um, cardiopulmonary disorders, digestive system dysfunction, liver disorders, and signs of cancer, right? So that you can observe, assess, monitor, keep track, uh, so that you know what to safely, um, not ignore, but what, what occasions you didn't need to go to the veterinarian and when you, you can see that as something, whatever's going on that, that doesn't require an emergency visit. Um, it's got a nice section on how to watch for changes and then a really, really lovely bit at the end about, uh, about the end, right? About how to make that, that call. Um, cause you want to, I'm not very sentimental about my dogs until they turn double digits. In fact, I'm probably not really very sentimental about them at all until they turn 10 years old. And when they turn the corner into 10 years old, I know that we are more than halfway past the length of their lifespan. And I might joke and say, would Princess like her dinner on a silver tray? Would Princess like to sleep on the silk pillow or the satin pillow, right? But... Um, be that as it may, by the time my dogs turn 10 years old, uh, I'm starting to see signs of aging and I'm starting to recognize the importance of paying attention to certain changes. I'm trying to savor every minute and to really treasure those days, to take them one by one. Because I think in the end, that's all we really need to do with our dogs. You know, whether it's humorous or poignant or just the contentment 
uh, companionship that comes with hanging out some with somebody you love. We kind of, um, I think Chris Walkowitz talks about pasting these times in your mental scrapbook uh, because sometimes, someday, those scrapbooks are filled with these amazing memories. Um, of course, we live in an age of visual miracles. You can have instant pictures, uh, instant video. Um, people take lots of photos from puppyhood through prime time, but either forget or maybe ignore the less glamorous but heartwarming sight of that gray muzzle, right? Those uh, dimmed eyes, the gray in the ears or under the chin. And because uh, that dog can still see into your heart as well, right? So make sure you get the camera out, take a few pictures of that old timer. You, We all remember the special occasions, but sweet old dogs sleeping on their chair, um, sitting up for a cookie or other uh, precious daily rituals, right? We, we all have them because years later going through those pictures can really be what helps you remember, right? Um, the elderly dog, I think, and, and this was really true of Quinn, has, has dignity. This is a dog who doesn't need to bounce around at your feet asking for attention when you've, you're trying to carry in the armload of groceries. The older dog knows you'll get around to them soon enough. The older dog, the elderly dog, has the wisdom, the wisdom of a sage, right? Or at least appears to because they move a little more slowly and they look at us a little bit longer, maybe a little bit more deeply. From our dog, we get a glimpse of our own old age. And maybe from our dogs, we sense that it's not going to be so bad, right? Um, You can celebrate your dog's birthdays, silly hats, pictures, cake, whatever. Um, I do and did take a picture on a birthday every year for Quinn. There's a private Facebook group that we all belong to, uh, everybody in her, quote, canine family. That's the benefit, I think, of of buying purebred dogs from a breeder who makes those things possible is I know where all her litter mates are, um, her parents, her aunts and uncles, and by that I mean all the dogs in her pedigree and the people who love them. And it makes for a nice uh, warm spot to show up and share some pictures or stories and uh, not wear out my non-dog friends with, oh, here's another picture of my cute old lady dog with her gray eyebrows, right? Um, like I said, you, you can include those folks in your holiday traditions. At they, those sorts of opportunities become more dear with each passing year, I think. And... Uh, you can also hear and exchange information. Um, my second dog, well, now she's the third, but anyway, uh, another dog in our household who will be 10 in March. I am on a separate Facebook group with all of her littermates. She was one of 11 puppies and those owners and 
it's becoming more critical now that the dogs are turning 10 for us to share information about their aging process. Um, All of them have had stomach challenges their whole lives. Uh, One of them was lost already to a particularly aggressive and ugly stomach cancer that exists in the breed. And nine nine years old is when we start to see symptoms if we're going to. And uh, Ted is gone already. So the rest of us are kind of on high alert watching to see how everybody's doing, keeping a track of teeth uh, and teeth problems or the relationship between dental plaque and heart disease in dogs. And, and uh, it's, there's no resource like those littermate owners and the owners of the Siren Dam who can tell us what they're seeing and we can learn from that and watch for it in our own dogs. Um, you know, in the dog show world, veteran dogs are absolutely revered. The oldies, they may not be out there with the bounce and power of stride that they had as young dogs, but their grace and their nobility, right? Still apparent under that crown of white hair, such as it is. Um, The veterans classes are huge favorites. And uh, at our dog shows, when we have a veterans class at a supported entry or a specialty, um, somebody walks around, a steward usually, with boxes of Kleenex or little packages of Kleenex to distribute to all of the those of us sitting ringside because it uh, gets you every time, right? You can hear it in my voice just thinking about it. Um, it's powerful stuff. And uh, even the busiest exhibitors, even people who don't necessarily... Uh, at all breed shows who aren't necessarily even part of your smaller community, they will stop chatting and grooming and they will tip their hats or clap their hands or woo, woo, woo the way we do um, to pay tribute to dogs who have given us the past, arguably the present, and depending on... uh, the circumstances, maybe even the future, right? Um, like I said, those classes draw a big round of applause and uh, lots of tears from anybody who, who wants to stop and watch. Um, and sometimes the biggest, fanciest streamers and rosettes at the whole dog show are... Uh, saved for those those veteran dogs various kennel clubs will honor veterans in various ways like I said um, any specialty that that would be one breed only like the Labrador Retriever Club of America or the Collie Club of America or whatever they will uh, offer competitions for veterans. They'll do it in both obedience and confirmation. There's often a non-competitive parade of title holders or honor parade where once again, these special dogs can have a moment in the sun. And uh, if you're a 
devotee of a particular breed and you happen to have the good fortune to attend your national specialty, you are allowed, and I think in those veteran classes or honor parades, a glimpse of living history, right? This is the foundation. Sometimes these dogs reach back in their own pedigrees to dogs who actually began the existence or the recognition of your particular breed in the United States of America. It is there. Um, we can see where those dogs came from. Uh, we can see the elegant neck or the length of stride or the expression that that breeders choose for so carefully. And it is the dog's pedigree that's on, on parade. Um, those breeders, I can't say enough, right? Longevity is an inherited trait. Was your breeder selecting for it? That's always something something to ask, right? Um, it's it's great. It's an amazing thing, right? And why should busy people who have other dogs in the dog show, youngsters who are in their prime or at the top of their careers, why would they bother showing their retired dog? Because a true show dog and all these winners were dances around with delight whenever the owner rattles a collar and picks up the show lead. They don't want to be left behind and they love it and we love them, right? All right. Let's skip if we can, right? I'm holding it together pretty well. We just have a few minutes left. Uh, we can do this, you guys. Um, the very last chapter of this book, and I want to highlight it for you in the few minutes we have left, uh, is really, really helpful with respect to underscoring the importance of taking your dog with you or, or being there with your dog if you have to present them for euthanasia. I used to work in a veterinary clinic when I was in college in Denver and I was always astonished by the number of people who would come in and just drop their dogs off for euthanasia and drive away and how hard it was for us as veterinary staff um, to be in the, in the room with the clinician and holding this dear old dog who was looking around desperately for the person who loved him the most and they're not there. We literally had people bring a dog in in a crate, maybe a toy dog, set it on the counter and run for the door because they couldn't themselves have the fortitude the respect, do the dog the honor of being with them for their last breath. Um, I have members of my own family who have confessed to me that they just couldn't do it. And uh, I think I'll be so bold as to say that I think not being willing, not being able to do it speaks to character. Because I think our dogs deserve better than that, right? That comparably short lifespan is hard to accept. But no matter how we lament their loss, they would mourn us more. 
we're we're their whole world. And that needs to be acknowledged, I think, right all the way to the very end. We do hope the dog will live a long, healthy, happy life, and we do everything we can to ensure it. And we pray that they will quietly slip away in their sleep without pain and suffering. But there are a lot of things that prevent that from happening. It's, it's hard, right? And unlike people, our pets have a legal release through euthanasia, a release from discomfort or remaining years of confusion, humiliation, or frustration. We need to know when to make that decision. Um, and this book, I think, can really help you. Um, she, Wachowicz has a lovely way of explaining the adage I think is worth remembering and living by that it's better to do it one week too early than one day too late. Um, and that and that can be really hard. We, we want to put bad things out of our thoughts. Um, we harbor fear about the decision and your veterinarian can be helpful uh, with helping you and your dog. Um, it's hard to know for sure, but quality of life is so important. And that's, again, if you can go check out that Alice Villalobos uh, quality of life indicator, you can get good information from that. And I would really, really encourage you, uh, if you have an older dog, to pick up a copy of Old Dogs, Old Friends, Enjoying Your Older Dog by Bonnie Wilcox, DVM, and Chris Wachowitz. Again, it's a little bit older book, but that makes doesn't make the information in the book any less useful, valuable, relevant. And uh, I think the authors, the co-authors have an absolutely lovely way, patient, thoughtful, respectful, but direct to give us all a hand when it comes to the things we have to do to live with and make accommodation for our older dogs and then to um, say goodbye to them when it's important and necessary for us to do that. So know that you are not alone. Um, We are all there or we've been there or we will be there. And we are together in this community this community of dog owners, of dog lovers, uh, and this community where we can have these conversations on KZUM. Thanks for your listening here. Take care. Uh, stay cool. As my BFF from my school years wrote in everybody's yearbook, stay as cool as you are, right? <laughs> Keep your dogs cool. They're the ones that really suffer. And uh, come on back with me next week and we'll talk about the other end of the spectrum because I got some stuff I'd love to share with you there too. Take care.